I'm Dory Locke, your host for this call, and I would like to be the first to welcome you to the Sci Seminar's monthly call highlighting the tools and techniques from the basic seminar. We are very excited to have hundreds of guests and graduates joining us tonight on this call. As you know, we have a very special call planned for this evening. So I have the pleasure of welcoming a very powerful woman to this call. If you have attended the leadership class and or Principia, you have had a chance to meet her as well. So let me begin by introducing Ms. Jane C. Wilhite. I am truly grateful to have this opportunity. Jane is the founder of Sci Seminars and the woman behind the continued growth and development of this company. She is the reason hundreds of thousands of graduates have taken the basic seminar. She's a true visionary and is committed to helping people get what they want in their life. And I would have to say that I personally am so grateful to have this opportunity to spend this evening with you, Jane. There have been so many things and valuable lessons that I know that I have learned from the basic myself and from having the opportunity to work with you directly. And so I'm grateful to be with you this evening. Welcome to the call. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dory. It's good to be here, too. And it's good to be with everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. It's a beautiful evening. I'm always thankful when I wake up in the morning that I just woke up. You know, um, as I get older, these days mean more um, than they did before. And I'm very thankful that I can get up and walk around. And I, I just am so grateful for my life my friends and for the people and for you on this call tonight that you would take the time to come and listen to me um, speak about things I only know because I've been doing this work for 40 years, 40 years. And I have had the pleasure to work with thousands and thousands of people. And in that time, we get to see while we're working with them, what's working and what's not working. And it seems to me that what's not working is not working for a lot of people. And what's working is working for a lot of people. So I'm not going to stand up here and say, hey, listen to me. I'm a guru. I'm wonderful. I get, you know, that's not me. But what I am going to tell you is what I've seen in 40 years that works and what I've seen in 40 years that doesn't work. So that's what you're getting, 40 years, lots of people, lots of questions, and um, I think we can begin. Okay, I've got the questions in front of me. How The first question is, how do I know whether I should stay in a relationship when I'm not getting everything I want? Well, <laughs> darling, you'll never stay in a relationship, never, because you'll never get it all that you want. Never. I don't know anybody, anybody that gets all they want. You know, first of all, it depends on what you want. You know, what is really important? You know, you've got to write down what you want in a relationship. What are the non-negotiables? What are the, we're, what are the ones that say, hey, you know, if, like in my life, if I was having or wanted to have a relationship right now, if you didn't believe in God or a higher power, we could not have a relationship. If you did drugs or drinking or whatever, that would not happen in my life. 
if you were mean at all, wouldn't happen in my life. You would not be in my life. So I have non-negotiables on the top that just, I know that I could never live with somebody in a relationship that had any of those qualities. So you've got to get, what are your non-negotiable? And everything under that is whatever. You know, I've seen so many people have successful relationships with guys and girls that I question. You know, I go, wow, wow, why are they together? But they love each other and they just let it go, whatever. So if you're looking for perfect, it's not going to happen. But if you can be the type of person that takes that um, judgment out of your life and out of the relationship, then, hey, take that list, put A's, put B's, put C's. Know that you're going to get B's. Maybe you're going to get one C. (laughs) The D's are all out. Okay, and you're going to get a couple, two or three A's. Okay, so you're going to get a great guy or girl, but they're not going to be perfect. Because what about you, babe? This came from a woman. So what about you? You know, would someone pick you? What do? You, what can you bring to the relationship? You know, if we could just overlook. Everything that somebody does to irritate us, life would be so much better. I found that with my kids and with my grandkids. And um, I went to this this lecture about six months ago, and the man we were we went in because he was talking about uh, grandchildren, young children, and he said the most important thing has to be the relationship. The most important thing has to be the relationship. And I thought back to when I was a little angry at my granddaughter. And I, I started to get uptight and um, just just not nice. And I, I know that she was not feeling my love. And she was not feeling that I was there. And she was the most important thing to me. Well, she is. She is. She's gorgeous. And she's wonderful and she's happy. And so now I try, I try, even when she's doing whatever, I try real hard to remember that my relationship with her is more important than anything else. Talk about long-term relationships. I've had a relationship, friend relationship, with Shirley Hunt since we were young, in fact, over 50 years now. And, you know, the most important to me thing to me in that relationship is the relationship. And she's a screwball sometimes, and she can do a lot of things. Like, I went shopping with her this afternoon, and we happened to be in South Beach because we're seeing some friends, and she went shopping. Well, she twice things on 17 times. But you know something? What's important to me is the relationship. So, um... Who, who was that, that? What's the uh, initials on that person? Um, Kat? What? KB. KB. Oh. Um, take a look. Make your list. There's some great books about that, too. Okay? So that's the first one. Next one. 
why does it take what does it take to be influential influential in business? I think most people would say that the amount of money you make is how you become influential and it is it is I mean take a look around if you're making a lot of money, you become influential um I don't see that although I don't see that as the biggest part um I don't see it as the most important. Having a successful business is your product. What are you serving to the world? What are you serving to the world? And the second thing is how honorable is your business? How honorable is your business? How do you treat your competitors? How do you treat your employees? How do you treat your customers? You know, that's how you get honor. I mean, I guess Nordstrom is probably one of, is really influential. But, you know, they treat their people well. They treat um, their customers well. They're very influential. Starbucks, we can all name all the ones. Uh, Google, um, the ones that are influential because of how the employees and the customers feel about them. So I think that's kind of the most thing. Start with honor. Start with honor in business. Next question. What is the key to Sai being so successful for so many years? Well, I don't think there's one key. I think there's three keys. And the first key is the graduates. The graduates that take the basic class and go out and share it with their family and their friends and their coworkers. Because without the graduates, there would be no Psy. I think the second key is we've had wonderful employees, great employees. I mean, I just love them. I could cry when I think about so many people that we've had in 40 years that are still friends, still talk to them. They're still around. I just, we've had some wonderful employees. Um, and the third is the classes themselves. I mean, I think you have to have a really fabulous product to stay 40 years. And our product, the basic seminar, by itself, without going to the other seminars, is extremely moving for almost everyone that goes through. We have so few people that ask for their money back. The basic seminar makes changes. And um, a, a good friend of mine, Marshall Thurber, who is one of the most brilliant men I know, when he was looking at the basic and um, and talking to me about it, and then he went through a part of it, um, he said, you know, there's very few things that you can get guaranteed transformation. And guaranteed transformation means in the basic Something happens that you stop, kind of look around and go, oh, my God, I never looked at it that way. Or, oh, my God, have I been doing that? Oh, my gosh. That you just take a moment and you're kind of like looking at your world differently. That's called transformation. I think the life success course is what it is. It is a life success course. You really get that you are responsible. And this world is yours for the taking. And the leadership classes just teach you how to go get that world and harness it. So, um, and Principia, of course, is 
so great. I've had so many people that take Principia, and they say to me, "I have no idea. This is what it is. This is the uh, this is kind of the best one." And Principia is fun because it's not like the other seminars. I mean, you can come and go. You can hang around the ranch. You can go to the coffee. You can go swimming. Um, the food is great. The people are great. It's just a whole bunch of people that are on such a high vibration when they get to the ranch. They're so happy to be there. So I think that it is It is the classes themselves. So those three things have kept it as successful as it is. Next question, how can I develop my intuition? Who's this from? Uh, that one's from uh, E.P. Okay. Can I have a first name? Emily. Emily, okay. So, Emily, how can you develop your intuition? The first thing you can do is to start by listening to your intuition talking to you. That's the first thing. you got to stop and listen. You can't be going 100 miles an hour because sometimes she can't get through. Um, And we're talking about that genie that you met in the basic, if you're a basic grad. I don't know what you are. There's a genie inside of you that will do anything you ask it to do if you just ask. Just ask, and it will say, okay, I'll do it. So this genie, is the intuition, is the God part, is the life force, is the... Sometimes I'm so amazed by the intuition um, talking to me that I I can't believe it, that it almost knows my life before I I know it. It, It's great. So the first thing you get to start listening to it because we have been pushed, pushed, pushed to say that that voice inside is not right. You don't listen to it. You know, when you were a kid and you walked into the room and you knew something was wrong, but you said to your mom, what's wrong? And she said, oh, nothing, dear. And your father, you say to your father, what's wrong, Dad? And he goes, oh, nothing. And so it feels like something's wrong. It feels like, oh, but they tell me no. So that's the first step to saying, um, okay, I'm not going to listen to that, all right? So every day, start doing what your intuition tells you to do. Listen for it. Be quiet and listen. And if it tells you not to leave your wallet there, don't leave your wallet there. And if you're driving home, it says don't take that freeway, don't take the freeway. And if you're walking around and it says don't go down that alley, don't go down the alley. If you, um, it, it's going to talk to you all the time. It's going to say, call your mother. You know, Brian Clemmer, um, Clemmer Associates, was a really good friend of mine. And um, we hadn't talked for years. And it was a little uncomfortable between us the way it ended. But, you know, um, I was sitting there in my office. And my intuition said, call Brian Clemmer. I said, oh, okay. And I kind of put it to the side, and it came right back at me. And it said, call Brian Clemmer. I went, okay, you got it. And I dialed him immediately and said, this is Jane Wilhine. I'd like to talk to Brian. And they put me right through, and 
Brian was there and he said, I can't believe it. We're talking. We talked for 45 minutes. This was on a Wednesday afternoon. We talked for 45 minutes. We went through everything. We talked about the kids. and Because Brian was uh, worked for us for a long time, and I really loved the guy. Um, it was Wednesday afternoon, and we we made a, a kind of a let's get together when I come down to um, Marin County. And I said, I'd love to see your wife and children. So we kind of left it that I would call him later and we would get together. And Brian Clummer died that Friday. Two days later, he died. Now, that happens to me all the time because I have respected my intuition to the point that she, I guess she's a she, kind of a female voice when I get it, um, she can tell me almost anything to do and I'll do it. Now, we're not talking, I'm not asking you, please hear me, if it says go rob a bank, you know, the intuition never tells us to do anything that's negative or illegal or anything like that. The intuition just helps us kind of like a GPS system, you know? Just take a right, take a left. You know, don't go down that road. That's what the intuition does. And it's magnificent because it really helps you through the rocky parts. It will tell you, I don't like this guy. I don't like this girl. Well, if that's talking to you, then you've got to stop for a minute and take a look. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Because if this person, if the intuition is telling me not to, to be with this person, you know, um, uh, Stuart Emery, he ran actualizations for years, and he wrote a book on, um, I don't remember the name of it. He, In fact, I think it's coming out right now. Uh, don't let anybody in your room. I, I don't remember what, it, it was something like that. But you know, you have a, a room, you, you, have a, you have a life that you have to kind of put a fence around and not let anybody in that's not honorable, as honorable as you. You've got to put that fence up and keep people out that are not who you are, not living like you live. I mean, it, even if the deal is so good, but the guy you're going to do with it is not so good, don't do the deal because you know where you're going to end up. So the intuition is just, I just ex- get excited about listening to it because if you do, the genie will get louder and louder and louder. And, oh, just listen to it for a while and you'll be amazed, and amazed at how your life will start to change. Will I ever get to be with the woman I truly want to. When I read your question, what's the first name? Scott. Scott. When I read your your question, Scott, I went, will I ever get to be with the woman? I mean, it was kind of, you sounded so defeated. So let's begin again. First, there are a great many relationship books out there that are great to start with. Marianne Williamson has a great one called, um, I don't know what it is, Marianne Williamson on Relationship. Just Google it. You'll find it. It's a great one. And the reason I like that one is because it kind of goes in 
to you before, and it starts clearing up any loose ends from years back. It's a, it's a really good book. But um, I, I, I just really think, Scott, that, that if you're the defeated, then it's going to be hard because nobody wants to be in relationship with somebody that's whiny, kind of. Um, that's not positive and excited and, you know, I, I mean, I could see, but, but just, just will I ever, it just, it seemed to me, but you know what you've got to do. You, you've got to, um, first of all, you've got to make yourself to be the number 10 so somebody would want you. I mean, if, if the number 10 or 8 or 7 walked into the room, would she pick you? Um, and if she wouldn't, then what has to change about you? What ha- what do you have to do to change you so that number eight or ten or seven or whatever, six, will walk in and say, ooh, that one, I want that one. Um, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, Scott, is, ask, is I'm going to ask you to write 25 things that are wonderful about you. Now, you can start with, my teeth are good. (laughs) My hair is good. 25 things before you go to bed tonight, whenever you hear this, before you go to bed, 25 things that are great about you. And then you're going to add five every day. And every day when you wake up, you're going to get this list and you're going to read it. And then you're going to see how you can step into that because that's a beautiful human being you're talking about. And then every day you're going to add five things. I know that sounds really hard. Then I'd like to then I'd really like you to get a sketch pad and sketch the two of you together, you and this woman, whoever she is. Don't put a face to it. But just sketch the two of you together. You could just do those funny things where you just make circles and lines and everything. Because when you look at it, see, when we draw something, we see the picture. And it will be wonderful because every time you see this, you will see her and you together, which will start moving you out of the um, scarcity and into abundance. Because right now, Scott Darling, you are full into scarcity. So another thing you could do is go to the screen of the mind See the perfect end result. Perhaps you're, I know the, the ballsy thing to do is to call your sister and some of your ex-girlfriends and ask them what they would change about you. Um, that's kind of, but you've got to be ready for big change on that one. So good luck, Scott. Um, th- this is cute. Who will be at Principia this year? Hmm. I'll be there. Shirley will be there. Janessa will be there. <gasps> Rob will be there. Hmm. You know you're not going to get that answer. Okay, next question. What is the one single thing that is the most important to do every day in order to keep on track, even if I don't manage to do anything else? 
Um, well, there's a couple. Um, first, number one, at the end of the day, be grateful for everything, even if it's not good. Be grateful it came into your life because that's how we learn. We learn from the yuck stuff, not from the great stuff. We learn from when we're stuck. You know, that's where we learn. So be grateful. Say thank you for everything I got today. And that's the first, accepting everything into your life. Um, I think that the next thing is to read something positive, listen to something positive, read something positive every single day. Just read it, listen to it, whatever. Get yourself so your vibration goes up. That would be in the morning and the evening before. Don't go to don't go to bed with yuck stuff on you, like a lot of resentments and whatever. Just put them in a box someplace until you can work on them and, and have gratitude for them. Okay? Um, and I, I guess staying quiet and meditating at least 10 minutes a day. Um, if, if I had my bottom line, that's what we had to do. Those would be my bottom line. Um we got a lot of questions, you know. Um, okay, let's go for this one. What is the first step to become, to become a leader of self? And what, are the, what other steps follow? First, to know what you stand for. You can't be a leader of yourself if you don't know where you're going and what you stand for. That's just not going to happen. Because leadership means that you're taking a path, that you're making a stand. So who are you? You know, if I come up to you and kind of push you a little, who are you? Who are you? What do you stand for? Are you honest? Are you truthful? Are you honorable? Those are the things that make you a leader. Those are the things that make you a true leader. Um, where's your rock? What are you standing for? Where's your commitment? Who um, who are you committed to? Who's important to you? What is your life about? You know, if you say you're a truthful man, don't lie. If you say you're a truthful woman, don't lie. If you say you're an honest person, Don't kind of take the truth and turn it. You know, first of all, you've got to find out what you want to. Sometimes people don't even know what they stand for, but they know what they don't stand for. So if you can maybe work with that a little so you can get what do you stand for, what is your rock, and no matter whatever happens, you're not going to rock me. You're not going to knock me off my rock. Here's I stand. And as I said to you, usually the women's class, here's my stand. Get used to it. This is who I am. And for men too. You know, so often we become lemmings and we become, we do things to make people like us. We do think, I still do. I still do. Every day. You know, um, we still do it. We want people to like us. We want people to appreciate us. So sometimes we just go over to the right, right or the left, and but you can't go too far over there. 
You can't go too far to the right or the left, or you totally fall off your rock. Can't do it. You gotta keep. You gotta keep at least one foot on the rock and keep your balance. Okay. All right. The next one is I feel stuck. I am always in a survival mode. I work, yet the income is not enough. I'm having difficult time with my age and lack of skills, degrees, years of experience in the field. I'm not getting hired anywhere. The pay at most jobs is not enough to cover myself. How do I focus on attracting happiness and financial stability when every day I'm counting pennies to even have enough gas to get through work? And after each paycheck, I have many unpaid bills. There was a, a gentleman, uh, he's not with us anymore, but um, he used to teach relative theory. And when I went to his class, um, he, he sang a song, and I never forgot it. He said, I cannot get all of my wishes filled. Wine, wine, wine. I can't have everything that I want every day. <laughs> cry, cry, cry. Now, I'm not making fun of you. I really am not, and I know you're stuck. But Bob Proctor, who is, uh, I mean, one of my best friends, and I love him so much, he has an analogy that the, that the successful, there's a river of success, a river of success that is just going in its beautiful river. If you could picture it with me, just picture this beautiful river just going. And then there's, that's the successful river. And now right next to it is kind of a little river. It's going. And next to it is a puddle. Well, I'm sorry, honey, but you're in a puddle. Okay, you're just sitting in a puddle. And my God, I've been in that puddle. I've been sitting in that puddle looking over at the river of abundance going, I want to be over there. I don't want to be in this puddle. You got to go to the basic. Now, you can be an LS grad, but you got to go to the basic and not just once. You got to go to the basic every day, every every month for at least six months. You've got to staff and you've got to get involved with either the basic or something else that gets you out of the puddle. You can't stay in the puddle and have everything that you want. It's just not going to work. And, and the problem is the more you're in the puddle, the more you feel bad and the more you can't do anything. So you've got to, your vibration, if we, if we say about how your vibration is, is this man in, the, in um, northern um, Arizona that did this book, um, and he talked about the different vibrations, like put Jesus Christ at the top, and then he put the other vibe down, and he put like uh, what, is, um, uh, what is anger with vibration and what is um, resentment with vibration. And this kind of... Um, pity party here, and I'm not putting it down, but I'm saying that if you keep looking at it and keep looking at it, you're going to create the same thing. So first of all, go to the basics. Second of all, get some tapes. Um, get some pay- tapes from the basics. Get some tapes from Bob Proctor from 
so many great, there's so many great tapes out there, so many good videos, okay? And then I don't know who you got for friends, but move to some other friends. Start going um, to people, go help people that are worse off than you. And my darling, there's a whole bunch of those those people. Um, if you start just giving out, things will start working in your life. But, you know, um, it's hard to get out of the puddle. In fact, you won't even know you're out until you turn around and you look at yourself and go, oh, my God, I'm in the river of abundance. <laughs> and that happens by every day doing some work on you, listening to something wonderful, okay? Um, I think uh, that same exercise that I gave the other, the other um, person um, of, of writing down 25 things that are good about you and adding five, okay, because you're really kind of a lot of things are not working for you, and I'm really sorry about that. But if you start with 25 things that are great about you and you start right now and you keep reading it and reading it and see yourself, you know, when you go to bed at night, see yourself in that new car, see yourself um, in that great job, see yourself with money in your pocket and uh, money everywhere and just start seeing the other side. You know, I want to tell you a story, but when when um, I first met Tom, we moved, uh, we we met in Houston and then we moved to uh, California. And Tom had gone with this new company um, that was all about this personal development, but he was in um, as, um, it wasn't a paid position. He was just, he was under a mentor, just learning from him. And um, so we didn't have any money. And you know what? There were a few times that we counted our pennies so he could get over the San Francisco Bridge. So it's not, he never thought he was broke, though. He didn't think he was poor. He just had that picture in his head of where he was going and what he was going to do. Okay? So I promise you, if you just go to the basic again, hang around with some basic grads that are doing something, how to um, start reading everything, have those tapes going over and over and over, things will work for you, dear. There's a question here about how to navigate a convincing win-win. And I guess I'd react first to the word convincing. Because kind of convincing doesn't go with win-win. Win-win is win-win. It's not convincing. And I think to create a win-win is where both parties are feeling good about the end result. That's a win-win. First thing is to honestly get your cards on the table. Put about put apart all the easy okays that you know you can work together with, and go down each and find some middle ground. But I, I don't know. The convincing kind of throws me off because I don't know too many people that go into negotiations wanting a win-win. There are some, but not usually. Um, so often, um, people go in with uh, such judgment and so right and so wrong on what they can have and what they can't have. And you can't get a little more than me. And I can, you know, I can get a little more than you. And so that kind of throws me off. 
But win-win is very hard to do, but not with two people that are going to be honest. And there's that word again, honorable again. Um, those are the ones that are going to be great. Uh, next question. How do you find your true purpose? There is a great book called The Passion Test, Jan- Janet Atwood. And um, it is a wonderful exercise to kind of sit there and go through and do, and it helps you find where your passion is. It's great. Um, I suggest you get it right away. Just call tonight to Amazon and get it into your iPad or your Kindle and uh, start on the exercises right away because once you know that, you know, you you've got to, you, you can um you can gain uh happiness a little bit faster. This is a great one. How can I love myself? Oh my god, isn't that hard? You know, my husband used to say that we get up in the morning, we pull our arm out of our socket and then we start beating ourselves all day with it. So we're bloody when we get home. Uh, uh, kind of a raw <laughs> explanation. But loving ourselves, well, you got to do things you love. You know, you got to do things that you would love you because you did them. Um, loving yourself, doing, I guess, the best way is to do today what makes you feel good tomorrow. Um, do today what you love about yourself tomorrow. Um, you got to make the day that you would say, I am the hottest tamale around. I am great. I am wonderful. The more you can say, I'm really good, I'm really hot, and the more you're not saying, I am so stupid, I am so this, I am so that, because we can get real caught up with being stupid, and we can get so caught up with not being right and not being perfect, that we just beat ourselves up continually. I mean, if I ask somebody to write five things or ten things that are good about you, you guys um, would be going hemming and hawing and hemming and hawing. And, but if I asked you to write ten things that are yucky about you, guess what? Guess what? You've you got the pens in your hand right now, and you'd be right now. Because we know every single thing that's wrong with us. We've been told that all of our lives. All of our lives we've been told that. So what do you got to do? How about the 20... Tonight's call is the 25 things that I think were wonderful about myself. Start writing 25 things that are good about me. That's how you start loving yourself. You know, I, I could add to that. I love myself when I do the right thing. I love myself when I do the honorable thing. That's when I start really loving myself. Really loving myself is when I do the right thing, even if it's not good for me, but I do the right thing. And everybody knows what the right thing is to do because you come up against it and you go, well, the right thing to do is to do this, but that won't get me more money, that won't get me this whatever. So I guess the more you can do the right thing, the more you can go to bed with your head 
standing high and you feeling like you are the hottest thing since peanut butter, yeah, that's what it is. And it's and it's it's a battle. You know, it's such a battle out there. It's like somebody once years ago offered me um a beautiful gold wash. Um, it was really beautiful. And um I looked at that gold watch and I wanted because Dom didn't have a gold watch. It was when we first got together and I wanted that gold watch and I went, oh God, he'd love that gold watch. But I asked the person, is this legitimate? And they said, no, it's not. I went, oh God. So I didn't get the gold watch, of course. He didn't get that to many years later. Because I know if I steal, I will be stolen from. And that's in everything that I do. If I hurt, I if I hurt someone, I am going to. What you put out comes back to you, double, triple, quadruple. If you do it, it will come back and smack you in the head. So I guess, you know, just just go through. If you go through the veil of doing the right thing, I guarantee you that in a few months, it will be impossible to do the wrong thing. That's a prediction. It'll be impossible. You can't do it. You can't steal. You you won't be able to once you start on that road. Okay. Hey, Shirley, hon. Yeah? You want to come over and... How about... Um, how do I create the life I really want to live? Or how do I attract happiness? Help. Shirley, say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. It's great talking to you. Um, you haven't talked yet. Well, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> How do I attract happiness, health, and wealth? How do I attract happiness, health, and wealth? I would say it goes back to the basic seminar of to think it's to create and to see the pictures in my workshop of happiness, uh, wealth, and prosperity, whatever it is that I want, and that um, to stay what I work on all the time is to stay in what you talked about, the vibration mm-hmm. of what I want. So in other words, if I want to be in a vibration of health, then I'm not going to think sick thoughts or be in an environment of that. If uh, I want to attract a happy life, then I have to have that within myself. And it's a matter for me of constantly working on that on a daily basis so that when the negativity starts to creep in, I just like sort of slap it on the side of the head and go, okay, this is not in alignment with my philosophy or where I want my life to go. Good. Thank you very much. Shirley, of course, is at Principi and she speaks there, so, um, and at the women's class. Um, there's a question here from E.B., and I know E.B. because I've read his book, and I want to take this time to say, E.B., thank you so much for your book and what you said about Sai. 
I really appreciate it. And it was just a wonderful time for me to um, be able to thank you in person. That's great. And his his question is, do you believe that we have the ability to communicate with our loved ones who have passed away and over the years? Have you had instances where your late husband communicated with you regarding Psy World? Thank you so much, and thank you for making a difference. Um, thank you very much, E.B. I don't know. Do I think so once in a while? And sometimes I don't know if my intuition that's talking to me could be Tom. You know, there was um, many years ago we used to do um, a a great um, meditation where we ha- had um, uh, people come up around a conference table. It was called the conference room. And uh, it was right off the workshop that said conference room, and you could bring anybody in there. And I always bring Tom in. And and so, um, you know, am I getting him or or I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I like to believe that he's talking to me, you know. It's kind of nice. During WLS, you spoke of, you spoke of picturing a garden in your mind and not letting others have a negative influence on the image. Can you provide some helpful insight to using this visualization process to set life goals, maintain focus room? Um, this is from CV. Um, I do have, and that, I've already spoken about that tonight a little bit, about, you know, um, I don't let anybody in my room that's going to mess with me or mess with my family or mess with my friends. You don't, you don't get in, you don't, get to come in the inner sanctum of me. I will speak to you and hug you and love you, but you don't you don't get to come in. And I'm very, very careful to um to put up a guard. Um we used to talk about kind of putting a, a glass you know one of those things that they glass um globe over you. Uh, when you're in a lot of people just kind of put a glass of positive globe around you. So um, the negative can't come in because, I mean, the worst thing to do is tell people what your goal is because they'll tell you 15 reasons why you can't do it and they will laugh at you. And so it's really, really hard. You've got to go and to people that you know will not do that. And so you can keep your mind really clear. I guess, you know what messes up a mind and the beauty of that garden more is people coming and petty, petty, gossiping yuck. I mean, you can't listen to it. You've got to stop doing that, you know, all of you, me included. Sometimes it's it's so attractive. Oh, did you know what this happened? It's so attractive. It kind of pulls you in. And then once you're in there, you go, what am I doing here? Why am I listening to this garbage? Um, and I think that's really the most important thing um, is to is to keep that part of your mind clear and so nobody kind of messes with your tulips, okay? The visualization process is is constant visualization, constant seeing the perfect end result. When I think and, and you know, you can't help it when you when you think of something that's kind of negative or something that might be hurtful or one of the children being hurt or something like that. And the minute I do that, man, I am I am picturing the 
perfect end result. I used to do it when I was in the bedroom in the blue suite waiting for Tom to come in. And, I'd, um, and he would be late. He would be flying and he would be late. And uh, I would sit there and I would be getting nervous, nervous, nervous. And I would start picturing him sitting with me when Vanessa was going to school or, or, or at her sixth birthday party or whatever that was farther ahead. And I would start picturing something in that was positive, so I could I could not help the negative um, that I was I was really nervous. So you know I am constantly, constantly watching what goes in, and if something comes into my mind and I can't get it out, I take a bazooka, and I blow up the picture of whatever that negative thing was. So you just got to be a good steward of your goals and what you want to do. Um, Okay, so I'm out of breath. I hope that helped. It was great being with you. I almost feel as though I've been out with all of you. Um, That's kind of a nice feeling, and uh, I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Um, Hopefully I'll see you up at the ranch or I'll see you at Principia. Uh, remember, you Canadian grads, we're coming to Canada. Yes, we are. So enough time. We want to show our, you know, show us in Canada 100%. Um, with the workshops that we do, the um, incredible staffs that we have that will come up there. So um, we're kind of taking over Canada, and we're going into, uh, well, we're in Toronto and Calgary and um, Vancouver, but we're, we're starting to look at how Canada can a, a, a big side community. So that's it. Thank you very much. God bless you. I'll see you when. Remember, think positive. Love you all. Bye. Well, what a great call, Jane. And on behalf of Size Seminars, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your years of experience and insight with us tonight. Thank you, Dorian. Thanks to all the grads that um, that are listening on this call. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. And, you know, thank you to everyone for listening in as well. We hope that you enjoyed the opportunity to get a behind-the-scenes look at the foundation of Size Seminars and to learn a little bit more about Jane Wilhite. You will definitely want to attend the call next month. It is scheduled for Tuesday, October 16th, where we are going to explore the area of change. So register now at www.psiteleseminars.com. And don't forget to ask your questions in advance so we can be sure to address the things that are important to you. And now just because the call is over, it doesn't mean the conversation has to end. Let's continue the discussion on Facebook Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts on tonight's call. What did you get out of the call? And how are you going to implement these things in your life? We want to hear from you. And as many of you know, we post live updates during the call on Facebook, and we love having your feedback. And for those of you who are new to SI seminars, and would like to find out more about the SciBasic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com, where you will find information about all of our courses, as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we appreciate you taking the time out to listen in, and we hope you have a great evening.